Yes, it's the Leaders World at your corner where we talk for leaders about leadership. And we are so thankful that you're here with us. And yes, both of our guests are here and they are ready for you. If you have your questions or you're going to have questions, just know that they'll be glad to have your questions answered. They'll be ready to, to answer those questions for you. So, um, with us in the studio, we have Ayom Eno. He is an international footballer. He is the former vice captain of the Cameroon Indomitable Lions, and he has participated in two World Cups and two Africa Cup of Nations. He has played for Ajax Cape Town, Ajax Amsterdam, and a host of other international um teams football teams he is speaker with lead missions international conferences he is guest at bbc radio programs and guest at sky sports and he is the co-host of the ajax podcast he is the co-founder of big what is big big is ballers in god and that is the fastest growing christian footballers movement in europe you know, I could keep talking much more about this um, gentleman that we have on here now, but I'll leave it for you to discover for yourself in line with our topic, how to succeed regardless. But there is one thing I would say, he has a big vision around sports management and football coaching. Somebody I've known for several years, a man of high dedication and commitment mm. with us in the studio. Your own theory. <laughs> Hello, Suzanne. So good to be with you on this uh, great platform. Uh, I'm really honored. Thanks for the invitation. And I really believe it's gonna, we're going to have a great time. We are so, so excited to have you. We are super excited. You know, when I told my son you were coming, he was like, I, I, I need to see him. I was like, oh, really? He's like... <laughs> Who doesn't want to see a celebrity? <laughs> and yes, he had to see you and just say hi. He was so excited about that. With us in the studio as well, we have Madam Sharon Singh. She is international leadership trainer, and this has been going on for more than 20 years. She is an experienced international educator and a leader in computer science, IT, and educational leadership for more than 20 years as well. She provides thought leadership and, comment and commentary on technology, education, and computer science for educators globally. Oh, wow. She is recipient of the 2019 Australian Computer Science Gold Disruptor Award for Australian ICT Educator of the Year. She is also a gold medalist with the University of South Pacific. She is an international faculty with Hegai Institute. She's worked in Fiji. She's worked in Hong Kong, New Zealand, South Korea, Australia. Guess what? I could go on for the next five minutes, but I know you just want to see her. A person with an amazing personality, Madam Sharon Singh. Hi, Susan. You have really, really explained everything now. No more to say. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Hi, everyone. You know, 
You know, I didn't really say everything because I have, I still, I still have a lot of it which I didn't say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the topic is how to succeed regardless. And we'll be right back. For your corporate and personal needs. Ladies World Institute, changing lives, one leader at a time. You know what? Ma'am Sharon, what do you think? Do you think success is for everyone, by the way? I think everybody is born to succeed, yes. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, and I suppose it depends on what one defines as success for themselves. It is very, mm. very personal. So, mm. yes, getting back to your question, definitely everyone is born to succeed. Hmm. Aeon, what do you think? Well, I think everyone, just like Sharon said, everyone is born with potential to succeed. Everyone mm -hmm. has a certain level of capacity to succeed. And like she said, it depends what success is to you, what you define mm -hmm. success to be. Mm, now you're bringing us to that question about defining success. Yeah, I like how you said, I like how you said everybody is born with potential. Where I grew up, we used to hear people saying that they just came here to escort others on earth. Like there is nothing in here for them. They just came to escort other people, like to just carry their bags and <laughs> help them on their journey of success. And now you're telling us that everybody has those potentials. Ma'am Sharon, what is success? I suppose going back to the, you know, the dictionary definition, which everybody goes to, you know, whenever you want to find the meaning of a word, it says it's the accomplishment of a name or a purpose. And that's, that's totally correct. It, you know, you have, uh, it, it is something that you want to achieve. I think everybody wants to achieve something, no matter where you are, right in the corner in the villages in Fiji, or you're sitting at the, you know, in the corporate world, right, you know, on your desk, uh, let's say in New York, wherever you are, you want to achieve. And so, and success looks different uh, to for everyone. Of course, being successful is what, uh, you know, as I said, uh, everyone is striving for but not the outcome everyone achieves. So the outcome is different for everyone. So uh, I think in order to uh, you know, make it personal and make it re relevant and practical, uh, we have to define ourselves what success looks like to us. So how do we know if we are successful if we have not defined it in our own terms, you know, because our circumstances, everyone is different. You know, we I have... like how you say we have to define it in our own terms. Um, Aeon, like, can, can you fit into that? Like defining it in our own terms, what is success? And yeah, I, I, I see ma'am Sharon just had a lot and she'll be right back to tell us some more, but can you just fit into that a little bit, please, Aeon? Well, again, success is like Mom Sharon was saying, you have to define it in your own terms. It's a very simple, but at the same time, complex word because we live in different cultural, um, economical, we live in different geographical contexts, and all those things affect the way each individual sees, understands, and reason what success is. Uh, for me, it was 
a little bit more easy to start to get a picture of what success is when I started reading a lot. I didn't even think of the word success as a young person growing up. I was just living, having fun, jumping, studying. So when I started reading books and I started seeing people using the word success, then I wanted to know what it meant. So the, one of the first books that I read, I was uh, Think and Grow Rich. My dad gave me that book years ago. And I came across a, a slight, very simple definition of success by Earl Nightingale, which is a mentor to Bob Proctor. Uh, one of the things he said, he said, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Mm -hmm. Now, it took me a lot of time to read it. As simple as it was, it didn't, I didn't get it. Like, oh, success is the progressive realization. So the first word that stuck with me is that success is not static, it's progressive. I'm like, okay, it means I'm going to go on a journey. <laughs> then I knew I was going to get on a journey. The second is that it's a realization. It means, okay, there are activities to put, but which activities? What does it, well, how do I define success in my context? And then the third one, he said, a worthy ideal. Mm. Well, don't go far. It pushed me to study more. And then the one that is one of my favorite, of course, I've li I listened to a great mentor like Miles Monroe, but really the, the definition of success that really gave me the kind of roadmap is when I was reading a book by uh, John C. Maxwell and his definition of success gives me three phases for me to understand that success is in these three phases. The first is that success is first knowing your life purpose. For me, that was a start. The second thing about success is that knowing your life purpose and he said growing in your, to your maximum potential. Wow. That was the second step for me. Then the final step, he said, sowing seeds to benefit others. Then for me, that became the three levels of success for me. And I started to work on the first one, which was to knowing my purpose. Why was I here? Until I got to know that, I will not even know if I'm a success or not, because my purpose defines success to me. Oh, wow, 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 wow. And here we are talking about success and we are talking about succeeding regardless if you have questions please go ahead ask those questions and our guests will be glad to answer your questions are some people just born to succeed by default ma'am sharon <laughs> like are some people just born to succeed by default I love the way you use the word default. <laughs> There's so many things that are by default in our lives, aren't there? <laughs> it's such a technical term as well. I mean, working in the IT and computer science world, we, we refer to that word quite often. And I think, as I've said before, you say, are some born to succeed by default? I say, everyone is born to succeed you know has the potential to succeed so i say everyone is born to succeed wait, I don't wait, wait. <laughs> please ma'am don't forget some of us come from backgrounds and families that are not supportive and that don't have anything like success written on them are you serious i am totally serious i have come through a very rough life uh, it's been a uh, you know i'm i'm talking through very personal experiences here uh, you know when I was growing up as a teenager, I loved Dion when you spoke about, uh, you know, having that, you know, you never planned it, you enjoyed it, you just had fun. I didn't have fun in my teenagers. You see, in my early, early teen years, it was a breakup of our family, which was a marriage that was so beautiful. And then all of a sudden, it just fell apart, my mom mm -hmm. and dad. 
I'm the eldest of four siblings. And it was, I don't know where my teen years have gone. It's been, it's been like looking after uh, my siblings and at the same time, trying to succeed. Here we go, trying to succeed in my studies. I was doing what they call the suicide five, which is doing chemistry, biology, physics, maths, and English in, you know, in senior school. That's the stream I was taking. And it wasn't easy. I would be, you know, finishing off all the housework, making sure everybody was done. This is in my late, you know, early teens. Then I went to university, became very rebellious. So it hasn't been an easy ride to get to where I have been. And like you say, you are totally correct, Susan. It's oh, everyone has is, you know, there are people who don't support them. You know, you look, I've had those instances in my life. And I think uh, th the reason I say everyone is born to succeed, and I go back to the word Eon said, the potential is there. What we do with that potential is our choice, is our decision. No one can stop us. And God gives us that, you know, gives us that strength. No matter where you are, who you believe in, it is important to remember that we have strength from above to lift us out of that mess. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The power of believing in a power that's bigger than you. That's great. Definitely. Already we have a couple of questions, but let's have some more beef into the conversation <laughs> and then we'll come to your questions. But thank you so much for asking those questions. I want to assure you that our guests are taking note of those questions. And, and um, 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 Aeon, we are just um, thrilled to have you on the platform here with us. You're affecting thousands of lives all around the world and you're influencing the young generation in a big way, in a big way. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey of success? Well, my journey of success began, uh, Susan, like I said, just living life uh, as innocent as I was, uh, focusing on the things I liked. I liked playing football. I liked doing gymnastics. I liked dancing. I was lot school, <laughs> did well at school. And I was just exploiting like every young, especially boy child or any other child who likes exploring different things around them until um, after when I was going through my secondary school, when I began to think about this statement my dad said to me and my dad said something to me i think the environment and the words you hear begins to shape success for you at a very early or later stage of your life oh wait can you say that again no that that, that sounded powerful again i yeah. said the word the words and the things you're exposed to at a very earlier yes sh shapes what success is to you in the later stages of your life it can give you a direction wow. so we said you ask the question is success by default so I said, if you take out the D and leave the F, you have fault. So yes, success is by default, which means everyone is, has the automatic potential to succeed, but not everyone is having the D attached to their fault. But the moment you take up the D, which is the environment, the words, the, the right things that would trigger that potential, you are at a fault to succeed and you will believe it. So my dad said this to me, he said, son, I was around 15, 16, he said, by the time you get to 18, I want you to start thinking living my house. Well, that was a big shock for me. And I was like, my dad was to kick me out of the house. What have I done? You know, did I do something wrong? I see all the people in their houses, they are older than 25, they're still in their houses. My dad is telling me, you need to keep, get out of the house by the time you're 18. So after a week, he calls me back. He said, did you think over what I said? I was like, yeah, I really got upset with what you said to me. Why are you kicking me out of the house? What did I do? 
He said, then you didn't get the message. This is what I was communicating to you. He said, if I'm not around in the next one year, what will you do? If your mom is not around in the next one year, what will you do? I sat quiet. He said, I wanted you to start thinking about what you want to do with your life. I want you to start thinking about how you will chart the course of your life. Right, right. And that, that moment for me was the moment I began to wow. think independently. And wow. I began to I think forward. Wow, there is there is so much gems and so much gold in everything you're saying because I, I am thinking and from a leader's mindset, I am analyzing and assessing everything and I'm just like, oh, wow, I hope our audiences are hearing what I am hearing. Your father pushed you to be an independent thinker. He also, he also pushed you to focus and, and you were focusing on the things that you like and 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 man Sharon, you told us about the suicide five. <laughs> and and the suicide five was suicide five to some people, but I don't think there was suicide five to you because you are a gold medalist and, and you just got this award of being a, a disruptor in the in the ICT environment, like <laughs> like you you were you were killing the the, the 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 suicide five kind of tell us a little bit about success and doing what you like i i suppose i i go back to my personal journey um uh, and that that's the best part that's how we identify ourselves and uh, how we uh, you know have been shaped uh you know the way we are what we think our circumstances, our our culture, our environment around us helps us to think the way we think. And uh, like Eon, I have had a, uh, you know, my parents have uh, had a lot of influence in my life when I was growing up. And then um, I was born in Fiji and uh, I lived uh, in Fiji for uh, uh, for a while before we moved around. This is the fifth country, Australia, that we are living in. Wow. and. Um, Yes, it's been it's been quite a journey and we've listened to you know God's voice and we've moved from country to country. I think our ultimate purpose has been to uh, be happy. I think that's that's the main thing. I think a good a good gauge in your success is are you happy? I I I feel that it it may sound very uh, you know cliché, mm. but it that's the truth. If you're not happy, that means you are not succeeding. Mm. You know, even in that happiness gauge, you are not succeeding. Mm. So when we, you know, you, we talk about uh, success and my journey. So from Fiji, um, I got me, I'm from, a, uh, there are two main islands in Fiji. I come from the small island. My husband comes from the main city island. We moved over after we got married. I was a Ruth in the Bible. I moved to, um, uh, to, um, <laughs> to the main island. And uh, that's where we um, uh, we worked, and uh, and then we had our children, and, and we've brought them, uh, you know, brought them up with a lot of love, like many parents do their own children. And then from there, we moved to New Zealand, where my husband went for higher studies, and then we got back to Fiji. From Fiji, we moved to Hong Kong, again working in the IT and computer science area. From there, we moved to Australia. Things were not very stable at home, uh, you know, political situation. So what you're telling us that your journey to success hasn't been a straight line. Like It hasn't been a straight line. Definitely not. <laughs> so, so you're telling our audiences, guys, listen, it's not going to be a straight line. No. Yes. Don't tell nobody, but we told you. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it's definitely not a straight line. I can vouch for that. And I'm sure Ian will say the same thing. <laughs> There's so, always ups and downs. There's always different degrees of success. Right. And, and, you know, and, we, and different degrees of joy and happiness we go through depending on what that success is all about, you know. Right. Um, right. I think one of the things, uh, one of the things that, you know, as I've been moving and working in this industry, for me as a leader in my profession has been very, very important for me. I work in the IT and computer science industry. Right. It is a very uh, uh, male-dominated field. And to be, uh, to, to get, you know, to be successful in this has been, has been quite a journey. Uh, it hasn't wow. taken, it's not wow. been overnight. Uh, you know, it's taken a long time. Every department I head is full of all males. And, uh, you know, so it's it's an interesting journey. But uh, I think uh, your leadership skills, your leadership styles, and the way you think, the as I was saying, whatever you have been through, your experiences shape you. They wow. help you to react to situations. They help you to make the decisions in the role as a leader. Oh. This right here is pure gold. Oh. Um, um, the experiences that you go through, they shape you and, and your personal leadership. And we have questions in the chat about your environment. And I was just thinking also about that environment and what it might have done for you, Aeon. Um, um, how does environment contribute to our success? because we all are from different environments and Mabel right now I'm looking at your question you were asking how would you define success to a kid in a remote country African village who has no exposure beyond his or her environment and this question I'd like to direct it to Aeon tell us about environment and are we really able to break out from that environment and I know that question is talking about Africa but I was having a conversation yesterday because um, uh, my daughter was buying a car so I was at the dealers with her and, and we were having that conversation with the agent and he was telling us about the challenges he's been, he was born in America, he's been living in, in America all his life. And he was telling us about the challenges that he's been going through and, and, and just how he's been struggling to navigate and find his feet in life. Please, sir, speak to that. Well, again, it, it goes back to what Susan was sharing about knowledge. It goes back to your mindset, what you're exposed to. Yes, the environment plays a big role in the way you are shaped. But again, um, if you get exposed to whoever around you has a certain level of success in whatever they're doing, it may not be uh, the biggest of things. And for me, I, I learned very early to what I call, I call redefining success. And redefining success means I'm not going to look for someone who is on the TV. I'm not going to look for someone who is far away. I'm going to look for someone who is this close to me and who has certain values. For me, successful people all over the world have certain traits. And in that environment where you are, there's going to be a few things. Someone who is consistent, someone who is diligent, someone who is hardworking, someone who is trying to create new solutions. Wait, wait, wait. Now you're nailing it. So you're saying that all we need to do is to look in that environment and we will definitely find role models. People who might not be doing it huge, but they are ahead of us and we can learn. Yes, exactly. Please keep uh, on, sir. Yes, this helped me a lot because growing up in Africa, and like I said, uh, 
everyone that has been able to push out of an environment and uh, background, they got they got connected to some knowledge, some thought they picked up from somewhere. Those things triggered them. For me, also reading a book written by Mike Murdoch, The Law of Recognition, was a big shift for me. And one of the, that law says, all that you need is all already around you, just waiting for you to recognize it. Wow. That, that statement there shaped a lot of things for me. So I didn't have to look far for a lot of things. I started using the things around me. I grew up in Cameroon, uh, in a small city of Tico where I was playing football. So we're talking about environment. I didn't have no gym. I didn't have no personal trainer, no personal mentor who would take me early in the morning to run. I didn't have a football club where uh, it was very uh, organized professionally and all with all this, a lot of wonderful uh, facilities. But I decided to use the things I had around me to work. So I used a staircase, which was abandoned, an old German staircase behind and, my and house. And you know what? Uh, you were, <laughs> I want to hear that story. And I, and I, and I don't think I'm the only one who, is, who wants to hear that story. You know, and I'm thinking right now that look at us. We are only here and we are, and we are just doing this because we love doing this. And for somebody, this might just be the environment that you have been waiting for your entire life. Yeah. Like instead of sitting there and saying, oh, I don't have any support. I am a coach with the John Maxwell team. And today um, somebody just posted in our group and said, hey, I, I, I am a teacher and I feel stuck. I don't know what to do. And I just said something as well on the post. And then she wrote me and said, hey, thank you for commenting on my post. I'm like, yeah, let me know if I can help in any way. And she was like, just talking with you is already helping me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had that conversation. And by the time I was done chatting with her, she was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I said, you got this. And she was like, yes, I got this. Thank you yeah. so much. So yeah. you have all of us here and we want to be your cheerleaders to let you know that you're not alone and, and, and you, have, you have all of us clapping for you and letting you know that you can actually do this. Can you complete that story about the German building? And <laughs> Well, where I was living, there was just a German old stairs next to the house, which people just use it to climb up and down. They use it for normal purposes. But I saw it differently. For me, it was a training utensil. It was a place for me to train. It was a place for me to develop my muscles. It was a oh, place wow. for me to, to become stronger. So again, recognizing the things that are around you which you can use to develop yourself. When you begin to use the law of recognition for anyone who is listening to me now, you thought that probably what you need is gonna come from abroad, is gonna come from afar. Just that applying the principle of recognition, just look around you and ask yourself, what can I use now to build myself in whatever way that I can for where I want to go to? You'll be amazed. You'll be so shocked that a chair that is just next to you, you said, I don't have money to pay for a gym lessons. The chair can be so converted for a wonderful gym instrument for you. Wow, wow, wow. So I have um, CC. she was also talking about children born in war zones and no school. And do you think that what you're saying right now, Aeon is applicable to that kind of environment, that kind of situation? I think that kind of environment pushes a child, gives a child a vision. The environment may, ne may not be conducive at the moment to be able to do certain things. But every child or everyone found in that kind of environment, they begin to hate certain things, that things they wouldn't like, 
because it's oh. going on. And whatever you don't like, it's something you are designed to solve. So you, so that is the approach you have. You have you're gonna have a look at it. You, you're gonna become a peace ambassador because what you saw, what it cost in your heart, you will say, I don't want this to affect other people. I don't want this to change other people. Maybe people couldn't have food during that time. You're gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna start being the one that will supply food. People couldn't have shelter. It's a place where visions and dreams are born. Wait, this is just pure gold. So you're saying that, oh my God, did anybody hear this? That that is the very place that a vision can be born for you. Yeah. Because um, someone said, if you want to be great, look for a problem and solve it. Yeah look for a problem and be the solution and now we're having this conversation and you're telling us about about the difficult times being places where visions are birthed ma'am sharon saying do you want to just speak into that a little bit because some of our listeners may be in that situation right now and they're like i don't have nothing i don't have nobody and all around me is desolate like it doesn't look like there is much hope coming Yes, uh, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult uh, world we live in, and there are difficult situations each of us go through, mm. and some more than you know more so than others, and um, you know these war torn areas where there's high poverty, these areas, children. If you say they cannot succeed, uh, I don't agree with you. Mm. I am an innovator. It's mm. innovation is in my blood, mm. and I think it's important to realize. And I totally agree with what Eon just said. That brings out, you know, mm. these ideas come out from mm. that, the mm. situations that they are in. It mm. is our job as adults and educators to nurture and, and direct and facilitate that thought and idea in the minds of these young people. Mm. You know, in war-torn areas, I, you know, as you know, Susan, we have participants from all over the world in Haggai International who I have gone through. I've been doing this for 17 years with these leaders. They come with stories of such poverty, such pain in these areas. A child who wakes up every morning and there's gunshots all the time. I mean, there's a lot that they can think about in terms of innovation. So our job as leaders, as our job as teachers and educators, sports people, sports is a great place. And mm. Eon, you are just in the right place to make mm. that impact in these lives of these young people. And mm. technology has made it possible so much so to reach to these young people. Let's say, for instance, there is a, a type of, you know, like yours, your, your, uh, Eon, your field is soccer. There may be some things in soccer, not necessarily how the game is played, because the kids would know, yeah. but there could be a technology that could be introduced to them that they can see how they are performing, measure their performance. You mm. could actually lead them far away, from mm. far away. These yeah. kids would be so engaged in learning, despite them being in an environment, and a teacher can facilitate that connection to wow, you. you wow, wow, kind of wow. So being so. innovative in what we do. I innovation, 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 dream casting, and having a vision in your environment. One of the ways that you know what you're called to do is what causes you pain, mm. what annoys you, mm. what makes you cry, what what 
what don't you want to see at all? Mm. So if your environment already is causing that kind of pain, could it be that there is a vision about to be birthed? Mm. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, we'll be right back. For your corporate and personal needs. Ladies World Institute, changing lives, one leader at a time. So this is the Leaders World. It's brought to you by Leaders World Institute. Leaders World Institute exists to build, equip, and train leaders for the ministry and for mm. the marketplace. Mm. And this platform um, exists to influence leadership thought processes mm. and impact transformation. That's why we endeavor to bring to you the best of the best. I was talking with someone and I said, we are trying to bring cutting edge information to people who otherwise might not have it in any way. So thank you so much to our guests. Thank you so much, Aeon. Thank you so much, Sharon, for the sacrifices. We had our issues with the time lapses and so on. And I know Sharon forgave me. <laughs> we had a laugh over it because she thought it was yesterday. I was texting back and forth, and, and she was on the screen and doing this, and, and I was saying, okay, so tomorrow we'll come back, and she was like, what, 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 it's not today. <laughs> I'm so sorry, no, it's not today, it's tomorrow, you know, so yeah. So thank you so much for the sacrifices, and, and we truly appreciate it, and um, I was just thinking about um, investing in oneself. Um, Leadership development and personal development experts, um, Aeyong, they tell us that the best investment you could ever make is investing in yourself. Do you want to speak into that a little bit for us? Thank you. Yes, I agree. Uh, the word success in itself will not be fully uh, cut across unless the person who is talking about it invests in themselves. And uh, before I even, before, what do you want to invest in yourself? Like, well, why are you investing in yourself? Uh, for what purpose are you investing in yourself? Uh, when you invest in yourself, what do you want to do with it? Uh, for me, it was very clear earlier on that I wanted to play football. And if I was going to be a professional footballer at a top level, then I had to invest in myself. If I was going to be someone that is really going to break across from Cameroon, local league, to uh, Africa, to Europe at the top level, then it is going to take investment. And that investment is going to be probably something that is going to be uh, for a long time. Maybe when I start doing the investment, I'm not going to see the results. Probably it's going to take a year. Probably it's going to take two years, probably five, maybe seven, maybe 10. But if I keep and stay consistent in that investment, I would definitely see it show up one day. So investment for me is, is non-negotiable. And for me, it was just about developing my skills, developing my ability in, in whatever mm -hmm. I was called to do developing 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 it and it was not about how much i did it was how consistent i did it, it was oh, how repetitive wait. I oh did wait it. so so are you are you saying that i couldn't just be do a lot today and and boom it happens for me like 
No, there's no overnight success. Success is, again, I go back to the definition of Earl Nightingale is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So it's gonna take time. So there's no success, which doesn't take time. Any success overnight is no success. It's, a, it's just a happening and it's gonna fade up with time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, when, when, when I was crafting this, this topic, how to succeed regardless, I was like, Maybe there'll be somebody out there who's thinking, mm, maybe they're just going to do this pony show thing, <laughs> type of thing, and 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 tell us how to get rich overnight. I'm like, well, if there is anybody thinking that way about this topic, it's it's a good thing. So so we can help them to get off of that mindset because it's it's true that there is actually no overnight success. Um, Ma'am Sharon, do you want to tell us a little bit about the value of equipping yourself, investing yourself? Yes, um, it is non-negotiable. I think so too, uh, very much so. And I think we must, uh, I remember I'm an educator and, uh, uh, you know, leading in the educa educational field, I look at the well-being of both uh, the uh, participants and students and also uh, my teachers and staff so it's very very important uh, the uh, you know for us as leaders all teachers are leaders they are there in front leading so when we talk about leadership it's not just leadership on the in the corporate world on the top we're talking about leaders in every space every area i'm a leader as a mother of my children you know so there are lots of leadership roles that we play so it is, I think we must invest in our physical health, our emotional health and our spiritual health. And especially now, our physical health is so important with COVID around, uh, you know, and uh, educating those we lead uh, in, the, in the manner in which we should be looking after our, our physical health. Um, and many of us who are educators or who are leaders are not young, young, you know what I mean? Like you're not teenagers, we're getting older and older. So it's more important for us to look after our health. So I'd say when we are investing, when we're talking about investing, the first three things we should look at is your physical health, emotional health, and your spiritual health. Without being healthy, really healthy in all of these areas, you cannot be successful, you know, like you cannot be a good leader as well. So it's important, I think, to do that. Education, having knowledge, uh, continuously learning is very, very important. Professional uh, development, uh, building relationships, all of these are we should be investing in. Just a, just a pure standing up and how to speak is important as well. So yeah. there's a whole heap of things we need to educate ourselves in. I think so wow. education is very important. Wow. And also there are people I know, adults, you know, I work in, uh, we do a lot of work in Myanmar. We do a lot of work in Nepal, uh, in, uh, in uh, Kathmandu. Uh, they're very poor people and they are not educated. You don't have to be just a child to be educated or go to school. You can be a grown up who has never been to school, still be educated in right. something you're passionate about. So long as there are resources available or people can make it available to you. Thank you so much. This, this, this right here is so impactful and I'm just sitting here and drinking and well, to tell you the truth, 
guys, I'm doing this not just for you, but for myself as well. Because do you know what I do? I go back and I watch those videos and I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm just feeding myself because I want to move forward. I want to make progress in the things that I I, I, I think that I'm, I'm called to do. And you, you talked about Think, think and Grow Rich. Um, um, Aeon, uh, in Thinking Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill tells us about having a definite purpose and then a strong desire to accompany that. Um, do you want to feed into that a little bit, having a definite purpose and then having that strong desire to accompany that as far as success and yeah. Yes, um, I will talk about my personal story a little bit to give uh, some clarity on that. As a young uh, student at university, I was in between um, like a kind of way, which way I was going to turn, turn to the left or the right. I was really at uh, my third year university studying. At the same time, I had to make a choice, a decision. Am I going to fully concentrate on football, pursue it? Or I was just going to let it sleep and then just focus on doing my uh, studies in uh, medical science at the time. So it was quite tough for me. So what, just what you talked about, a definite purpose. I need, I need a clarity of purpose. So mm -hmm. some have found purpose, but they don't have full clarity yet. And that clarity was going to decide the level of strong conviction I was going to put in what I was doing. So for me to do that, the first thing is that, that, that I wrote some success, my success principles through my experience over some time, and I wrote five of them. The first one was, you are the sole uh, ascribe of your destiny. In other words, you wait, decide. Wait, wait, you actually wrote down success principles? Yes, I wrote my success okay. purpose If I were principles. you, um, dear friends, if I were you, I'd listen. I'd, I'd listen very keenly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, go ahead, sir. So the first one was just you are the sole main actor in your destiny movie or life story. In other words, no one can decide for you. The decision you take is what affects your destiny. So people can suggest, people can say, but what you decide after at the end of it all, you are the main actor. The second wow. one for me was that you need to have strong convictions. Those strong inner urge and convictions, which probably sometimes you have them strongly, but other people may not see them and go for it. For me, that was the second one. The third one <laughs> for me was that don't be linear, be open minded, be open, study, research, listen to other messages and don't envy along the journey. Don't be intimidated by other people's success. Celebrate them, but focus on your own thing. Mm. inspired by them but focus on your own thing mm. wow, <laughs> and, wow, wow. Yes. and the fourth one for me is get a mentor get a mentor you need a mentor someone was going ahead of you and there are different levels of mentorship just what we're doing now is also part of mentorship on leaders world institute or someone physical you can get someone you can write there's a lot of information out there and the fifth one is as a man of faith as a christian is that the place of god in your life is non-negotiable because all those other four principles, they should be on a foundation which yes. God has for you. So those were the five principles that I wrote for myself. This, the second one was what really helped me define where I was going. When I took that time and set myself apart, away from all the noise and all the voice, and followed the strong inner conviction I had inside, that when I took that step, I was so bold that I couldn't let anything stop me. Wow. Now, a lot of people didn't see what I was seeing. Many people didn't understand the step I took, but 
I knew where I was going. I knew what I wanted to achieve. And it, it was a matter of time before they started saying, wow, we see now, we see now why you took this step. So for me, that was key. Have that bold, strong conviction. Yes. And then yes. that strong resolute, the resolute comes from the inward conviction that is so pure, which was given to you by God or nature or whatever you can call it. Wow, wow, wow. I, I am I am still digesting that. I am still digesting that, you know, and, and I'll come back and I'll come back. There are there are a couple of things that, that you, you you mentioned. You talked about not envying and all of that, but we, we just have this question here from from Jennifer and she's saying, please, how can one deal with procrastination, which greatly hinders success? And I was thinking, ma'am, Sharon, um, Jennifer is asking about pros. Pro ah, ah. <laughs> <Procrastination>. <laughs> How it brings success. Do you want to speak, yeah. please speak into that? Yes, definitely. Procrastination is such a is such a deterrent. It's such a, a, a block. Uh, you know, when when you want to uh, want to uh, accomplish something or you want to. Um, achieve a particular goal and uh, pro and I'm guilty of that how many times have I procrastinated I mean I think we all all of us do that I think you have to you have to go back take a step back and think why are you procrastinating mm -hmm. what is the reason why am I not doing this and uh, I give you an example for instance uh, you know studying I, I've been doing some uh, university studies so I give this uh, excuse of I've got so much work to do I'm doing full-time work I'm a mother I'm a grandmother I have to go and look at my grandchildren I have so many excuses not to do my study why am I doing that I'll tell you why I'm doing that I find it so difficult you know, like that's the thing. It's so difficult. I need to find difficult in the sense the content is difficult to understand. So I took a step back and said, why am I doing this? Because it is something difficult. So I need to now go and find out steps on how to deal with that difficulty. Like Wait, the content. steps, 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 steps. You see how I study? I just pick one word. <laughs> step, step, step. Uh, there, there is uh, somebody said that how do you eat an elephant one piece at elephant. a time one little bit just cut one little bit just get something from that elephant at a time and by the time you know it you've eaten the entire elephant ma'am sharon <laughs> I, I I just had to pick that for myself. So are you talking about steps like to help us to overcome procrastination? We need those steps. Yes, very much. You need to you need to have a good plan. You can have your plan, but you can still you will still procrastinate. So it's like those pieces in a puzzle. I love the pu puzzle analogy. You know, you kind of hide the piece as well. Somebody hides it for you, and the piece doesn't fit. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? So I think in the procrastination thing is go to the source, find out why you are not doing. You will know. You only alone know what the answer is to that question. No one can help you there. So you need to be honest, very transparent with yourself. Be very honest and lay it on the table and say, this is the reason I have to address that first before mm. I you know, pass this block. So wow. that's the way I would uh, I would address that. 
Well, if you want to hear a very brute answer from me, how do I overcome procrastination? Get up and do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the ways I've discovered that it helps me to overcome procrastination is I ask myself, where will I be three months from now if I don't do this? Mm, go. Where will I be six months from now if I don't do this? Where will I be four months from now if I don't? Where will I be two years from now if I don't do this? And then I'm like, ah, I need to get up, I guess. Because I look at my future and it doesn't look good, as good as I want it to be. And I know that future depends on what I need to do right now. And I'm like, ah, I guess I just need to do this now. You know, so I get up and I dust myself up and I do that. So one of the ways you can help yourself is to think about where you are going. Always have your big picture in front of mm. you. And I am a big, a huge big picture fan. If you need mm. help with that, of course, you know, you can always get to me, right? So I'm coming back to um, what Aeon said. And thank you so much, ma'am, Sharon, for <laughs> just telling us about those steps and, and <laughs> being frank with us that we have to come back to ourselves and nobody's going to do it for us now just pick yourself up and start doing something yeah so then there's one more thing as well in terms of that procrastination is sometimes procrastination becomes a blessing in disguise because when you step back and look at why you are not doing it you then realize Actually, I shouldn't be doing this. So you change your plan. So, you know, like you have different routes to get to a particular point. You go on, on another route. So you can do that. So the goal could be the same, but then you may need to take another route to get there. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The goal could be the same, but you could take another route to mm. do it. Because sometimes we just get stuck in oh, this is my goal and this is the direction and I need to go yeah. through here to achieve it. But then you discover after reflecting and from what you're advising that, no, sometimes you, you might need to change strategy, okay? Yeah. The goal might be the same or you might need to change strategy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the strategy may require for you to do what? To just do one little step mm -hmm. and then build on that step and then build on that step. And Jennifer is saying, I'm all ears. Thank you so much for those tips. <laughs> <laughs> so Aeon, right now I'm I'm thinking because um um I'm thinking about self-leadership, Aeon, and, and I'm thinking about attitude, and, and I'm thinking about because there's something you said about not envying. It just it just opened my mind to this question, like, oh yeah, I should ask this, you know, so we can dig more and delve more into that. Um self-leadership, attitude, envy, like what does this have to do with succeeding regardless? Yeah, thank you, Susan. That question touched on what I would call the ABC of success for me. Of course, the A to Z can be different things for different people, but for me, the first is always attitude. Um, attitude is huge. <laughs> attitude is so powerful because it determines how you approach things, how you view things, how you analyze things, and the right attitude always a possibility. The right attitude is always seeing an opportunity. The right attitude is always seeing a blessing in disguise. The right attitude is always seeing an, uh, an event to grow, to learn. The attitude gives the right interpretation which you need in certain situations. Wow. 
So with the right attitude, you have you can interpret things properly and get the best out of it. Okay. The wrong attitude will always see things not going your way, things not working well. And then you can get into the ABC, which is the accuse, blame, complain game. Mm -hmm. But for me, attitude is key because it focuses on how you can improve, how you can learn, how you can develop and what you can contribute mm -hmm. and how you can bring your own little uh, support of change. And that has been key for me in wow. my approach. Attitude helped me so much as a young footballer growing up. I realized most of the older players could easily come to me and, and give me advice and tell me something that I was doing wrong and okay. how I could do it better. Wow. But with the other, my age group, they couldn't come because their attitude didn't accept their correction. It didn't accept their advice. So wow. it was easy for them to always come to me. And that made me move ahead of my peers because I received mm -hmm. all the experience and knowledge from them because of my attitude. Oh, wow, wow, wow. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just drop the mic on that question right there. Because <laughs> if we are to continue, it, it seems to me that you have so much experience in this domain that you could go on for the next 30 minutes on that, on, on that question. Ma'am Sharon, I'm looking, I'm looking here and I'm thinking, how can we be strategic in relationship building when it comes to success? How can we be strategic, Ma'am Sharon? Strategic, are you talking about, uh, you know? In relationship building. Yes. In, in relationship, you know, when we are, uh, when we are working, uh, working, um, uh, what is it? When we are trying to, um, um, okay, let's go to business, right? When we do business, we do business with people, not with things, not with products. We do business with people. So being competent in relationships is the fundamental skill. You know, very, very important. It's a people skill. Wow. How much time do we spend in relationship building? Yeah. In one week, how many hours per week? Just maintaining relationship with family, friends, business, you know, new relationships. It takes a lot of time. And I spend a lot of time in building relationships. I totally believe in it. It is very, very crucial. Wow. You know, it, may, it may seem easier to, you know, when you, are, when you have a relationship, things are not going too well. It may seem, and I've come across this so many times, when you are leading, you know, you're leading teams, leading uh, organizations, you're leading a, a group of people in a particular, a particular project, and things are not working well, you don't, something, there's a clash somewhere, it may seem easier to back out of that relationship than to mend it. Okay. But these broken relationships leave a poisonous trail behind them. Mm. As an influential leader, I will mm. keep relationships working. So wow. I think that's very, very crucial. The other thing also, there are some little little things that I also want to say, and this is from Dr. John Eggman Hager in his The Influential Leader. He says, the influential leader does not neglect family responsibilities or use work as a way of escaping from difficult relationships at home. Yeah. It's such a danger. You know, many of us who are high flying in our, in our professions it's like the family and the relationships at home are set aside. Mm. Sometimes things are not working in the home, but the picture you are painting outside is a totally different picture. Mm. 
Yeah. It's important that we go back and do that, fix that first. You know, it's very, very important. So we should not neglect that. The other thing I suppose in leadership that I want to speak about is uh, expect nothing, you'll get exactly nothing. Mm. So expect big, you will get big. You know, mm. like it's important to uh, have that mi uh, that mindset. And again, that's from uh, Dr. Hager. I've learned a lot from Dr. John Edmund Hager. Wow in many books and this was from the seven secrets of successful business relationships and he right he puts that in there expect nothing that has been very very important for me think big expect nothing and you'll get exactly nothing think big <laughs> yes the so other thing is uh, yes the other thing is uh, the, it, this may sound very trivial you know uh, dramatic entrances at five minutes past the appointed hour. You are supposed to meet at eight and you arrive at 8.05, right? They don't recommend you as a busy person. They confirm you as a rude and unprofessional person. So it's very oh, oh. You remember, Susan, at Hega International, we were supposed to keep to time. You remember? Yeah. It's an important thing to practice. Put yourself in the part of the of the person waiting for someone to meet you at a particular time. You get upset when they are late. Why are you upset? What are the thoughts that come into your mind? You start thinking, oh, this person doesn't even value me. You know, it is a sign of being rude and being unprofessional. So we wow. need to, you know, no matter what meeting, whether it's a mother's meeting, it's a children's meeting, it's a big leader's meeting, whatever, practice it across the board, uh, wherever it is. Very um, thing which I saw and I really loved it, it. It said, "The way you do anything is the way you do everything," mm -hmm. and that really stuck to me. I was like, "So everything I do is a message. Mm -hmm. Everything I do is a communication. Mm -hmm. What am I telling people by it's everything I do?" Hey, young, I'm thinking about the growth mindset and just developing that. Do you want to speak about that a little bit as we are wrapping up and winding down to our last uh, two, three minutes, please? Well, I, for me, I think the growth mindset is important to be challenged. Uh, the, the mindset only grows when it's challenged. If uh, you put a, uh, you take a, a bar of iron and without in the normal weather, it's the same. You put it in fire where it's been burned and pushed, then it stretched. It expands, it becomes more, more better, more purified. So the growth mindset is dependent on, again, like I said, what you're exposed to, what you keep hearing. If you are the smartest among your peers, then you're not growing. If you're, right, right. If in, every, in, <laughs> yes, in, in, in our leadership world, um, especially in, in the John Maxwell team, it's highly emphasized. Always have people you're pouring into and then have people that are peers that you're relating with mm -hmm. and then have people you're looking up to who are pouring into you. So yeah. it, it, it exactly that. And as we're rounding up, I was just thinking, I am a person of faith. You are a person of faith, Aeyong, and Miss Sharon is a person of faith as well. Uh, what does this have to do with the Bible and, and faith in God and Jesus and all of that, Ma'am Sharon? 
I think when you look at uh, when you look at the, how the world defines success, it's mainly by the amount of wealth, power, and popularity a person gains. But when you look at what the you know when we look at the Bible, the Bible defines success in terms of what is spiritual and lasting and ends in eternal life and joy. You know, so that's that's the difference between the two. So. Um, Whereas worldly success is centered on promotions and gratification of ourselves, biblical success, I think, is centered on obedience uh, to and uh, um, glorification of God. So that's the uh, that's the uh, you know the difference. So success is obedience to God, empowered by the Spirit of God, motivated by the love of God, and then directed towards the advancement of the kingdom of God. So that's what I wow. you know that's what I think is. Believing, loving, and obeying God. Aeon, what does this have to do with Jesus? <laughs> well, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall yeah. meditate in it, that to observe to all according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. So it's mm -hmm. God's plan for every one of his children to be successful. And success to God simply means fulfilling the purpose for which you are here on earth. And for you to do that, you can't do it by yourself. You need, the, you need to connect to the source so that you can rightly fulfill that purpose for which you are here on earth. Now, I would have been another footballer who just has the talent, the gift given by God and play as I want, as I will. But success to God is playing according to his will, according to his way in fulfilling his desire. That is success to God. So you, you could have been a millionaire and made a lot of money and a very successful business person. And to the world, you were success. But to God, he just wanted you to be a primary school teacher in a village. And you would have been a failure to him. Because and it brings us full circle to what is success to you? What does success mean to you? Yes, Aeon, you were concluding. Yeah, success to me is knowing God's purpose for my life, fulfilling God's purpose in my life in a way that is pleasing to him. And if and I were to ask you, what are your last words to our audience? Our audiences, they've, they've been waiting for you. And here you are, and you're about to go. <laughs> and, and, I'll, uh, and I'll put their links in the chat, okay? So you can connect with them and, and just keep that connection going. If you have questions that you want to contact them, our guests will be, glad to help in mm. any way that mm. it can uh, yeah. what would be your last words Ayo? my last words will be like um none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow do what you have to do while you can now connect to the wow. people that you can learn that you can improve can inspire you and fulfill that which god has called you to do to the best of your ability to the best of your ability ma'am sharon your last words please thank you my last words would be to spread spread love. Uh, you know, you are successful. You are a leader. We are sitting here as successful people. I would say spread love through our actions, no matter where you are. You are in Afghanistan. You are in Iraq. You are in Fiji. You are in Cameroon. You are in Australia. You spread love through your actions. And you. I think um, there's something Dr. Hegai says, which is popular and everyone who comes in contact with his work, no, attempts something so great for God that it's Bad, doomed. It's yeah. doomed to fail if God, God were not in it. Yes. 
Yes, I want to finish off with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is my go-to verse. In everything I do, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Thank you for hanging on here with us. We hope that we were able to add value to it, to, 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 to in this broadcast to you. Remember that we couldn't, I know we couldn't say everything, but you have us. You can always connect and we are here to go the extra mile with you. Let us know how this has impacted you. And yes, we are going to put the links to um, more information about our guests in the chat. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. For your corporate and personal needs. Ladies World Institute. Changing lives. One leader at a time.